This podcast is supported by CoinUp. Hey Camille, I wanted to ask you something. Yeah, what's up? Do you buy coffee in the morning? Yeah, I do. How much is your coffee on average? Well, it depends on where I get it. Maybe around $2.50, sometimes $5.50. It depends how fancy the coffee is. So what if that cup of coffee and all your other everyday purchases could actually help feed a family in need? Save a kid from a preventable disease or rescue a puppy so they can find a loving home. Wow, that actually sounds amazing. Yeah, there's this app called CoinUp. It rounds up your usual purchases and turns your spare change into a monthly donation. CoinUp makes it super easy to securely support a cause you're passionate about. You can set your monthly limit and change your charity of choice anytime. You're always in control. And the incredible part? Your spare change impacts a life. You can download CoinUp on the App Store or Google Play. You can also learn more by visiting coinupapp.com. Hey guys, before we start the show, next week on the podcast, we'll be sharing details about a special campaign we're doing for World Kindness Day. World Kindness Day is on November 13th, and we can't wait to celebrate it with all you Sincerely Human listeners. Make sure to tune into our podcast next week. And follow us on Instagram at SincerelyHuman and on Twitter at human underscore media. That's it. Now on to this week's episode. A lot of times in our kind of work or even as individuals when we're thinking of helping someone, our ego gets in the way. It's kind of like, how can I help as opposed to what it is that they need? And I think flipping the story or just thinking about the end goal for that individual or what it is you're trying to change, making sure that that is your mainstay and just really taking a step back to look at the picture and see the dynamics, I think is really important. As humans, we have personal motivations to succeed, to make ourselves better. But when the going gets tough, say we can't seem to solve a problem at work or things aren't going right on a project we're working on, don't we always feel like quitting? What if our goal was to impact another person's life, not just ours, and we stuck to that image of that one person, maybe a handful, or even thousands of people we can potentially help? Would we be so quick to give up? In the case of Jun Sugiyama, Flipping the script, refocusing the lens was a daily practice. Instead of thinking about how impossible a goal is, she thought more about the opportunity. And that opportunity was to transform the lives of women and girls through technology and make their dreams a reality. This is the story of Jun Sugiyama, social good leader and the director of Vodafone America's foundation. This is Camille. And this is Maverick. And this is Sincerely Human, a podcast that tells stories of kindness in action from the lens of today's most inspiring humans. I was born on a military base in Japan to a Japanese-American dad and a Japanese mom. June says she was born making a stance, 
she had to self-identify to her Japanese family, who saw her as an American and a foreigner. Her family moved to a small town called Klamath Falls in Oregon. They lived in the middle of a field surrounded by cows and horses. And, you know, I'd never seen a cow before. I'm from, you know, urban Yokohama. <laughs> and so it was a big culture shock to me. You know, I think there might have been maybe three Asian families in the whole town. I remember one time someone said, you know, I saw your brother downtown. And I'd say, you know, I don't have a brother. <laughs> and they're like, you know, are you sure? <laughs> he looked like you. But I think the good thing in being in a town like that was, you know, it was an extremely different culture from what I was used to. So I learned about different people. I learned how to ride. I think it was strange probably to the townspeople to see an Asian girl riding bareback on a horse. <laughs> so that was really a great experience. While she had to embrace new cultures, June also had to take a stance on things as early as junior high. I remember the history and social studies teacher held a panel on World War II, and they were talking about the justification of dropping the atomic bomb. And I remember I raised my hand and I said, well, was it really justifiable when the effects of the bomb was continuing to this generation and on to the next, you know, um, leukemia, thyroid cancer? And he didn't realize that I was Japanese-American and considered me then a foreigner. June eventually moved to San Francisco and worked in the Japantown community. It was a time when the town was being gentrified and it was going through redevelopment. And a lot of the merchants in the small three-block area were being displaced. People were being paid to move out. Blocks of buildings were bought up by conglomerates. So I've worked in the community to keep it going. I think there's only like three Japan towns in the whole of the nation when it, there used to be about 40. Because she was active in social justice and community work, she eventually landed a job at Vodafone America's foundation. Vodafone America's Foundation is part of Vodafone's global network of foundations. If you're not familiar with Vodafone, it's one of the world's leading mobile telecommunications companies. They have 27 foundations worldwide, and these foundations exist to ask the question, how do we connect for good? We know a bit about technology, so <laughs> we decided to align our strategy with what our company knows best, which is technology, mobility. So we try to see how we can harness that or to find organizations that use technology to provide their services or to make impact in their communities. Vodafone America's Foundation's mission is to empower women and girls through technology. In 2018, they partnered with Girl Effect, a nonprofit founded by the Nike Foundation. Together, they conducted a global study of over 3,000 girls and boys from 25 countries. They found that in many of the countries surveyed, boys are one and a half times more likely to own a mobile phone than girls. Additionally, when girls have better access to phones, they reap more of the benefits. They can connect with new people, use phones to help with their studies, and learn new things. 
Their tech literacy becomes a gateway to make not just their own lives better, but their families as well. Enabling women and girls to thrive and excel through technology is now at the core of June's work at the foundation. You know, the programs can be like coding programs for girls, um, supporting women who are in technology, entrepreneurship, people who use technology for social good in their business. We've been running a competition for the past 10 years called the Wireless Innovation Project, which is one of our biggest projects to find the best technology innovation to make social impact. And I can say we were pretty good at that. We're really good at reading how good the founders are and their passion for the people they help and the technology that they've built to help them. The relentlessness, adaptability to tackle new challenges. That's what these founders showed. And that's what June was able to do in her career as well. So people often, you know, are surprised that I've been at this company and in this position for so long. 20 years. That's how long June has been working at the foundation. But actually, it's almost like changing jobs every three years. Just recently, as we changed our focus to empowering women and girls, I mean, that leaves us with a big learning curve on the market that serves women. And, you know, what are the issues and the hurdles they face and how we as a company and a group of employees and with some money can help with all of the hurdles and barriers that women face. And it hasn't been an easy road. June says people from the outside looking in have a general misunderstanding of what their job really is at the foundation. That it's only about giving money and going to um, galas and parties. But actually, you know, it's fairly intense in that we work with frontline service providers and caregivers, and they have to provide us with the correct language and the picture of the issues so that we can be the liaison and the translator to the board, as well as our company and our employees to be able to come up with ways to help. There are thousands of entrepreneurs working to enrich the lives of women and girls every day. And the hardest, hardest part is the fact that 75 to 85 percent, maybe even more of our job is to say, I'm so sorry, but we can't support you because of the fact that we're not an endless pot of money and the fact that we have a certain strategy and We have to say that to very, very worthy organizations that are working hard in our communities. I think that's one of the most difficult things that we have to face. Vodafone Americas has had great success in finding creators of tech solutions for social impact. As I mentioned, we've been running this competition, the Wireless Innovation Project for 10 years. And we've had great success in finding incredible founders and creators of um, technological solutions that could make a global impact. We also wanted to think about the sustainability of the project and the legacy of the project. How are we going to continue with that? How are we going to be able to support the winners that we've had in the past to success? I mean, we're impacting over 64 million lives. June says that around 40% of founders involved with the foundation are women. We've been able to flip 
the way regular contests work in that our application was not technology first. It was really seeing the passion of the people who are creating these solutions. Do they really know about their population that they're serving? Can we look at the whites of their eyes and they're able to connect with us? So, you know, we really had a standard. And in order to sustain this, we really needed to find something that was bigger and better. This vision materialized when the foundation partnered with MIT Solve this year. In our previous episode with Stephanie Benedetto, we talked about the MIT Solve Challenge. Each year, MIT Solve issues four global challenges to find the most promising solver teams who address the world's most critical problems. If you haven't listened to that episode, I suggest you go back and have a listen. We wanted to make sure that the organization was reputable. MIT was one of the ones that we spoke to. And what really sold us was the fact that some of their winners were our winners and some of our winners were theirs. I mean, obviously our principles were in an even match. The fact that they are an established, respected institution with an alumni base that was global. So in other words, they have a global network. They're well-known. It was really a decision that was just already made for us when we spoke to them. At the recent Solve Challenge finals, three Solver teams received $75,000 for the Innovation for Women prize made possible by the Vodafone Americas Foundation. One of the Solver teams, Raji, is a chatbot which uses artificial intelligence and human expertise to answer questions around reproductive health. Their goal is to equip girls in developing countries with information about effective birth control methods, as well as education on sexually transmitted diseases. It's just inspirational. And that is what really keeps me going, to be able to see the endless imagination and creativity that some people have to be able to really change and improve people's lives. I just feel really good about that in some of the dark days, you know, that we have. Having worked in philanthropy and social impact for decades, June wants to address a common misconception. I think what I'd like to let people know that, you know, corporations aren't all big and bad. There are corporations that are working hard to be able to harness what it is that they do, the employees they have take advantage of the location that they are in to be able to make an impact. So if these employees, if I can tell my colleagues and my friends to be able to look at what their company has to offer, if it's even a matching program for your donations, a volunteer project, you know, if you are in sales or if you talk to customers, talk about what your company does aside from the products that you sell, about the volunteer programs that your employees have been involved with or what you've seen. I think it's really important to spread the news about that kind of thing. Today, Vodafone America's foundation is on a path to finding solutions that can dramatically improve the lives of women and girls. We're looking at unique ways that we can use technology to help women and girls. And we're looking in the field of prevention of domestic violence and helping victims, as well as working with organizations like um, Online SOS, who work with individuals who've been stalked. So this is kind of a unique way to be able to use technology. We're still learning and we're still pursuing. 
If you want to get involved or learn more about Vodafone America's foundation, check out vodafone-us.com. That's V-O-D-A-F-O-N-E-U-S.com. This episode was produced in partnership with MIT Solve, an initiative of the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. If you want to learn more about MIT Solve, please head on over to solve.mit.edu. All the links are in our show notes. That's all for today. As always, thank you for listening. And remember, be good to one another. Learn more about CoinUp, a mobile app that makes charitable giving effortless. Once CoinUp is downloaded, you can round up and donate your everyday credit or debit card purchases to a cause you love. CoinUp will securely send your spare change directly to your chosen charity. You can download CoinUp on Google Play or the App Store. You can also learn more about the app at coinupapp.com. This show is produced by Human Group Media, an award-winning social good podcast company. Human Group Media works with thought leaders, brands, and organizations to inspire social change through the power of audio storytelling.